If you're living with diabetes and using insulin, you know the pain of pricking your fingers over and over again. Ouch! Well, by wearing a small remote device called a continuous glucose monitor, or CGM, you can reduce the pain of pricking your fingers. If you administer insulin three or more times per day or use an insulin pump, call now and learn how a CGM can help you. Painless. No more pricking my finger. No finger pricks. Convenience. They delivered it free and they took care of all the paperwork. You can reduce pain right away. Plus, it's accurate, easy to use, and helps you spend more time in range. And if you have insurance, you can get a new CGM at little or no out-of-pocket cost. Call now and get free shipping of your new CGM. Plus, we'll bill your insurance for you. 800-390-5160-800-390-5160-800-390-5160. That's 800-390-5160. Live from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network, you are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on! Let's get it. Mike Sempervivi here with you for the next hour talking about professional wrestling, which is something we do every single day here on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Tune in, iHeart, American Forces Radio, SportsByline.com, over-the-air affiliates like KMAV, 99KMSR, and the mightier 1090. Or maybe you're listening on podcast or replay on SiriusXM, or maybe you're video streaming on Twitch or YouTube. However you're joining me today, I'd just like to say thank you. Hopefully wherever you are, it's sunny outside, and if not, hopefully it's sunny inside your mind. Beautiful day here on Delmarva, a little bit warm though. It's a good beach day. Speaking of the beach... That's why the big boss man, Brian Alvarez, is not here. He is leaving Cannon Beach and on his way back to F4W headquarters there in beautiful Bothell, Washington. He'll be back on the Brian and Vinny show tonight for subscribers. And then, of course, he'll be around all weekend for what is going to be a busy weekend in the world of professional wrestling. There's always a lot to get into. It's Thursday. You know what that means. Ring of Honor on Honor Club. An impact on access. And even MLW on YouTube, you can never get away from wrestling. It's on every single day, and there's multiples of it. There's a Pro Wrestling Revolver show that we're actually going to touch on because some AEW booking has affected that. That's also taking place tonight. And, of course, speaking of AEW, we have Dynamite to review from last night, show number 200, Hikaru Shida, your new AEW World Women's Champion. And, yes... We have one match scheduled for All In. It is MJF and Adam Cole. If you're a subscriber of WrestlingObserver.com, you are, uh, you've likely already heard that uh, Dave and Brian uh, were bantering about MJF's status. Should he be a babyface? Should he be a heel? Should they be a tag team? Should they be tag team champions? I have one very simple thought on this that I'll get to later. Tony Khan has a dream. And that dream is seeing AEW's catalog available on Max, plus NXT's rating, the wellness status of Nick Aldis and Kota Ibushi, and Sheamus not being very enamored of his booking. Try to get into all that stuff when we get back from break. Wrestling Observer Live.
Do you use the expensive blue or yellow pills to charge your sex life? Are you thinking about it? What if we can promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for the other pills, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pills deliver the exact same results for less than $3. You'll save more than $16 a pill for the same results. And right now, radio callers will get 44 blue or yellow pills for $120 with free discreet shipping. You can save more than $700 off pharmacy prices. Charge your sex life now and save a ton of money. Call now and get your 44 pills and save over $700 and qualify for free shipping. Stop overpaying and call right now. Paid for by Steel Man Pills. 800-965-1295. 800-965-1295. That's 800-965-1295. Are you kidding me? Gas prices are up again? Somebody has to do something. Well, someone did. That's why I use Upside. Upside? What's that? It's a free app that pays you back real money for every gallon of gas or diesel you buy. I just earned 25 cents back on every gallon of this tank. Hold on. So the Upside app is free and you actually get cash back every time you use it? No strings attached? Yep, it's awesome. Check it out. It only takes a couple of minutes to sign up. Instead of just watching your dollars go into your tank, start putting money back into your wallet with the free app from Upside. With the price of gas today, it's big news and big money. To cash out of your Upside cash, just transfer it to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card upside users have already earned over 200 million dollars now it's your turn download the free upside app and get cash back on every gallon of gas use promo code gas 11 for an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up that's code gas11 use code gas11 for an extra 25 cents per gallon back in your first fill up cash back's not available in gas in new jersey and wisconsin I am a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who've helped people that have been injured or wronged. Have you been diagnosed with cancer? Do you use pesticides in your job? Specifically Roundup. Roundup, made by Monsanto, contains a chemical called glyphosate, which has been linked to cancer. If you've used Roundup and you have cancer, you may be entitled to a cash award. Over $10 billion has been set aside to pay users of Roundup who've been diagnosed with cancer. Time is almost running out to file your claim. So if you've been diagnosed with cancer and you've used Roundup, call the legal helpline now. You could receive a free cash award and have your medical expenses covered. And time to file is almost gone, so please call right now. 800-535-6078-800-535-6078. 800-535-6078. That's 800-535-6078. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Welcome back to the show, Wrestling Observer Live, the show with the best bumper music anywhere in the world. Mike Sempervivi here with you. You know, we do this show right here for an hour at a time every single day, but if you want us 24-7, you can try to find us on Twitter or Threads or Instagram or X, or any of that sort of stuff. I'm on all those things as at Sempervivi. But I'd also like for you to find me somewhere else as well, too. And that is the wrestling news. Make that part of your day, every single day. Everything you need to know to get your day started, get you caught up, or to get you to your favorite re- favorite review pod. 
I can say that, like Dave and Brian on Wrestling Observer Radio. It's daily free in between 5 and 15 minutes long every single day. No clickbait, no speculation, no rumors, no paywall, just the wrestling news. For more information on that, you can head on over to thewrestlingnews.com and at Wrestling News AV on Facebook and Twitter. With that stumble right there, you know what it's time for, ASMR kids. Caffeine. Here's the Red Bull. Yeah, had to go back to the blue one here. Can't find the summer one with the juniper berry that I've been liking so much, but here you go. (sighs) Brian Alvarez just drove off the road right there hearing that in his car, but hey, we'll start the show. There's always something when it comes to Kota Ibushi, and in fact, I have a file that is, uh, there's always something about Kota Ibushi. And and as part of that file, I, I keep some things on him because... He leads a very interesting life, and he's always good for an outburst or two with some great quotables. But in this case, he's actually fallen ill. Kotobushi was forced to miss today's press conference put on by the Japanese company Glate. Due to suffering from tonsillitis and the fever that goes along with it, Ibushi posted pictures on his Twitter of swollen glands and the post-IV arm wounds, as well as the thermometer, which read 98.9 degrees. But he says he is going to be absolutely ready to go for tomorrow on what is Glates. I would say it's their biggest show. I don't know if it's their biggest show of the year. It is certainly a loaded up show that's got the Saito brothers from all Japan. It's got Minoru Suzuki on it. You got, I mean, a ton of people. Kento Miyahara, Shuji Ishikawa, Daisuke Sakamoto. I mean, this is a loaded up show. They got a bunch of random matches on there because they are a hybrid shoot style promotion in that they run UFI uwfi style matches they will run mma rules matches they will have kickboxing matches not necessarily all normally on the same show but they are doing it in this case here being that it's one of their more high profile abushi is scheduled to be in the main event as part of a 10-man elimination tag team match so he has declared he is going to be there so no doubt in my mind that he is going to be there in a little bit more of ailing wrestler news. Nick Aldis is going to be out of action with a back ailment. Former two-time NWA world champion who just finished up a short run with Impact Wrestling announced on Twitter yesterday that he would have to cancel two upcoming bookings for which he had been advertised. The first this weekend in Chicago for Dreamwave Wrestling and the other a match that had been scheduled to take place in Puerto Rico later on this month. I have not watched a WWC show for quite some time, but I I would have to believe that's where he was going to work. But uh, unfortunately, he will not be able to do that that apparently he's been dealing with this back injury for a while and that stinks you know it explains why he was shuffled out of the mix so quickly after coming in uh they've lost nick aldis they've lost steve macklin and now they've also possibly lost leo rush and it's again i'm not sure exactly what his status is right now last week there was a pre-tape with him that aired on the show, so we'll have to see tonight if they address his shoulder injury or they just hope everything clears up. But, you know, he is on the books for some matches that are going to be coming up, not the least of which is going to be the Multiverse show taking place in about two weeks here. They've also lost Sling on Access TV as things continue to rain, you know, for for Impact right now. It's a real bummer considering that they did about 153,000 viewers last week in the Nielsen numbers 
that was their best reported number since January 27th, 2022, which averaged 182,000. So not sure how much that number is going to be affected. We will find out probably on Monday, I believe Monday or Tuesday, when those numbers will will make their way out about today. It takes a little bit longer, if I recall correctly, for things like WOW and Access and to find out some of the impact numbers. But, you know, keep you updated on that. If anything, you know, really significantly drops, you know, if they end up, it's like 67,000 or something like that. It's going to be hard to believe that, you know, losing Sling and losing the Nielsen measurements on Sling is not going to hurt them or not. Impact is on access tonight, and I've, I've been, Impact's one of those shows that I pay the 99 cents because I don't have access to, to, to the Impact Insiders gimmick that they have going on, and it can be a real hit or miss show, and that's why I was so disappointed, you know, when, when Aldis got hurt and he was out of there, you know, because initially it was Aldis was just leaving, you know, now we know why he was leaving, and, and it's odds are he was going to have a longer run there. I like Steve Macklin, but Steve Macklin needs guys he can work with. And when he comes back, I mean, that's what I was hoping would happen with the whole title picture. It was a little bit of a surprise to me when Alex Shelley won the belt. But I'm thinking, you know, he's probably the best glue for this thing. You can have him and Aldis. You can bring Macklin in there and know it's going to be a good match. You can shift Kushida in and bring him back, even though we've seen Kushida and Macklin before. You know, there's some things that maybe you could do there, and then it looks like things got blown up. So that's a little bit disappointing. They did tape some TV this weekend in Chicago, the next couple of weeks of their TV at Cicero Stadium. On tonight's show, Knockouts Champion Trinity is going to be opening the program by cutting a promo. Last week, Deanna Perrazzo got face-to-face with her and demanded her rematch for the Knockouts title. You know, that show took place like less than three weeks ago, but it feels like forever to me now for some reason. I believe that match is going to be a Bound for Glory. Most certainly will not be at Multiverse United in Philadelphia because Deanna Perrazzo got on her Twitter, as I mentioned yesterday, and like Pedro Morales, she wants all sorts of action, baby, but she wants it from stardom. So I'm very much looking forward to see who stardom sends over. Julia. Send Julia over. Send Julia over so we can have Julia and Deanna Perrazzo. And then for all of those people who have never seen Julia before, who then get a taste of seeing her against Deanna Perrazzo, you're going to demand she be brought over to America a lot. Will Bushy Road and Stardom, you know, fill your void with that? No, probably not. But I would love to see her come over. The members of Donna Del Mondo and Mina Shirakawa, obviously, in the Club Venus stable, I'm sure would do... Very well coming over here to the States. Number one contenders tag team championship match also tonight. Trey Miguel and Zach Wentz against Speedball Mike Bailey and Jonathan Gresham. There was a really good match two weeks ago between Chris Bay and Ace Austin against Flash Morgan Webster and uh, Mark Andrews, where Subculture won the Impact Tag Team Championship with a little bit of help from the Rascals. It was the same week as FTR and Bullet Club Gold, so it probably got completely blown over. I didn't have a chance to hear Lance Storm's show that week. I'm sure he talked about it with Brian on uh, on the F4W show for subscribers. So, you know, they have some good stuff on that show. There's a lot of Bully Ray. There's Dirty Dango and Santino. There's some other things. You know, Moose, unfortunately... You know, for him, 
he can't go anywhere else. It doesn't seem like, you know, if somebody wanted Moose at some point, he would have already been gone. I wish he could be sent away somewhere because his home is impact. He's probably best off there. I mean, where else is he going to go? NWA? But, like, he needs to go away for three months, six months, and come back and become a monster again, you know, with a fresh coat of paint in some way. It's just tough because guys are stuck there for a long time. One guy that's been stuck there for a long time, Yuya Uemura. He is going to be in the digital title match tonight, a triple threat against champion Kenny King and former champion Joe Hendry. i got to say this. I've defended Ren Narita. I've tried to back Ren Narita as much as I possibly can when so many others are telling me, we don't get it, we don't see it, it ain't happening, he ain't Shibata, never will be. I tell you what, when Yuya Uramura comes back from Impact, man, look out, Narita. We'll be back, Wrestling Observer Live. Do it anywhere, having sex in the Bugatti. Nobody couldn't see us because the windows got foggy. Flames try to rob me. It's going to be a homie. I hope the president appointed me. One out of two Americans thinks their life is worthy of a book. Here's another startling stat. You may be one of the 15% of people who bothered to start your book and one of the 6% that got halfway through it, but your gem of an idea likely died. Or did it? Some published authors are making significant money, so join the ranks of the successful people that finish their books with help from Dorrance Publishing. Call right now and our experienced editors and writers will explain to you what it's going to take to get your book completely written, published, and then taken to market to sell it. It's a free consultation, so call right now. Find out how much time and money it takes to finally get that book idea of yours published. Make your dreams happen. Call Doran's Publishing right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. Has your heater or air conditioner busted? Appliance broken? Computer crashed? Then you need an ARW home warranty. Home system and appliance repairs and replacements can cause stress and cost you thousands of dollars per year. With an A-plus BBB rating and a top-rated home warranty company on Consumer Affairs and Trustpilot, ARW Home provides superior service, featuring the industry's lowest service call fee. ARW Home has warranty plans that cover your kitchen and laundry appliances, heating and air conditioning systems, electrical and plumbing systems, and much more. Plus, ARW has partnered with Azurian to protect your new and used tablets, laptops, TVs, and other home tech from accidental damage and wear and tear. All plans come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. 800-867-6917. That's 800-867-6917. Hey, airline travelers, let's say you have a problem and you need to change or cancel an existing airline reservation. What do you do? Well, Skywatch is a free service that can help anyone with any airline reservation fix it. Whether you want to cancel it, change your dates, or add passengers, we can help fix your airline reservations so you get exactly what you need. We've updated our computer database and now have access to every airline around the globe. So now you can make one phone call, regardless of who booked your airline tickets, and we'll change it, cancel it, and fix it for you. We know the insider secrets to fixing reservations that the airline Airlines don't want you to know about. So if you need to cancel, change, or modify an existing airline reservation, call Skywatch right now. 
It's a free call, so let us fix it for you. 855-325-5647. 855-325-5647. 855-325-5647. That's 855-325-5647. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back on the show, Mike Sempervivi here with you, Wrestling Observer Live. Hey, did you know that you could find the Mid-Atlantic Championship podcast across social media at Mid-Atlantic Pod? Yeah, you'd know that if you listen to my solo shows, wouldn't you? Free feed for the show is available wherever you find your favorite podcasts or at midatlanticpod.com. And if you like what you hear, I encourage you to join the show's Patreon at patreon.com slash midatlanticpodcast. If you like reading and learning about wrestling history or just like hearing a good story, it's a great place for you. Patreon.com slash midatlanticpodcast. I'll actually, uh, there's a little bit of a tease in there. I threw out there yesterday. I haven't even announced this officially in the Patreon yet, although... Kimmy, if you're in the chat, DJ Convoy, I know you're in the chat. You're, you're members of the Patreon, so you'll know it's going to be coming. But NWA Wildside Review, I had to do this. I've been been getting a bunch of NWA Wildside shows, and I like a bunch from 01, 02, 03. And, you know, I think I have all of 2002. I got to see about some of the, the other stuff, but I definitely have the time frame that Brian and Vinny are doing right now with the NWA TNA reviews. And I lived through that. As, as some of you know, I got into this wrestling media deal here by doing reviews that were terrible, by the way, for the Pro Wrestling Torch about that show. They, we had two reviewers. We had two reviewers for that show. I don't know why. It was myself and the great uh, late Greg Allenson who, who did that stuff. And, uh, yeah, it was like hell for me. And I'd see some of these guys sometimes and, and see their names in the magazines wrestling in Georgia. But we didn't have America One where we were. We didn't have a great syndicated station at that point in the game, like up in Philadelphia, where they were able to see so many of these wrestling shows on these these smaller networks that were still showing this stuff, like NWA Southwest and IWCCW. I mean, this stuff was still being shown in the 2000s, long after, you know, most people really had the access to see it. So to go back and watch some of this stuff, seeing some people for the first time, seeing the name of Jeff G. Bailey, and then seeing him in action cutting promos, I'm telling you, it will be worth it to join up to the Patreon, and it will be worth it for you to seek out some of those shows. See David Young when he was still kicking ass and being a badass instead of dancing around in a coconut bra with Disco Inferno and Johnny Swinger, who amazingly, Johnny Swinger, still on Impact Wrestling today, last week, just beat Zicky Dice in a Loser Leafs Town match. It's just, I'm telling you, that show, Impact, is it is... It is one of the more hit-or-miss shows out there, that is for sure. It can take you way up in one segment and way, way down in the next. NXT, way up. For those people who don't want to hear this, I'm sorry. I need to say they drew their second-highest audience of the year this week, averaging 717,000 viewers on the USA Network Tuesday night. That total is up nearly 2% from last week, 703,000 viewers. The third week in a row that the show has drawn 700,000 viewers or more, which has not been accomplished since 
April 20th, between April 20th and May 4th, 2021. I went through the entire Russellnomics spreadsheet to find that information out, just to see how long it's been since they actually had back-to-back-to-back weeks with 700,000 viewers or more, but they, they absolutely did it, and... Also for the second week in a row, the show had a .23 in the key 18 to 49-year-old demographic. That is the highest for the program since the show moved to Tuesday nights in April of 2021. It is up 1,000 viewers from last week. They averaged 298,000 people between 18 to 49. So that is the most the company has notched in that demographic since October 28th. 2020, the Halloween Havoc episode, when 398,000 people in that demo tuned in. At that point, NXT was still airing on Wednesday nights and going head-to-head with Dynamite. So, NXT rolls on. (laughs) Or, we need a Booker T drop in here, so, you know, you can just go ahead and say, yeah, I'm doing a terrible job of it there, but who can really do Booker T better than Booker T? New Japan's G1 Climax Tournament. We're starting to see some light at the end of that tunnel. There are going to be shows taking place on Saturday and Sunday morning in Osaka. Block A matches, Sonata against Chase Owens, Ren Narita against Kaito Kiyomiya, Shota Umino against Hikaleo, and Yoda Suji against Gabe Kidd. The only question left in Block A is who will be joining Sonata in the playoff bracket. He has gone undefeated thus far. He faces Chase Owens in the final match. There is no reason whatsoever that Sonata slips on a banana peel being IWGP champion and loses to Chase Owens after he's beaten every other young lion and Kaito Kiyomiya in that block. Speaking of Kiyomiya, he and Umino wrestled to a 20-minute draw in their match. Hikaleo has defeated Narita, he's defeated Suji, and he's defeated Kiyomiya in his last three matches. There's this cluster here to see who is going to get in. Hikaleo, Umino, Kiyomiya, all with six points. Technically, Gabe Kidd is still in the fight with five points. I don't think Yoda Suji can win uh, due to tie-breaking situations. He's stuck at five, so I just, I can't see... Kiyomiya not getting in. Now, they could have a wild card match, too, to get to the semifinals. That's going to be interesting between Kiyomiya and Umino if they both win. I think it's more likely that you're going to see a draw between Umino and Hikaleo, which would mean Kiyomiya would advance, but it's not out of the realm of possibility that they have a wild card or a decision match. They have not done one in quite some time, but it has happened before. They've done it seven times, I believe. That was the total that Chris Sampson came up with, but it has not happened since 2004, so you could do it there if you wanted to. Absolutely. Block B, if Will Ospreay wins, he's in. And I and I don't know if that's necessarily a lock. It probably should be, considering that he's the U.S. champion and they're, you know, one of their biggest international stars. But LP started off the tournament very poorly, which I, I thought he was going to do. If you listen to the Adam and Mike Big Audio Nightmare preview show of the G1, it's a, available for subscribers at F4WOnline.com. But now he's gone on his run, and him beating Osprey, leading towards Will being just incensed at not only losing, but being kept out of the playoffs, leading to a title match between the two, that's conceivable to me. 
it's conceivable. I'm not advocating it, but it is conceivable to me. That would make it notable because LP would get in. And LP's got to win over Taichi, who is the only other person that I could possibly see going into the round of eight alongside Okada. At this point, Osprey's got eight, Taichi's got six, Tangaloa's got six, and El Phantasmo's got six. Tangaloa, I don't, you know, that would be, uh, why? You know, to me, Tangaloa and Tamatanga, and we'll get to him in a minute, they're better off in the tag team division. I think that's where they could be more beneficial there's no reason for, for Lower to get any rub, and he wouldn't get one really anyway. I think people would look at it as he backed his way into the, 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 the round of eight. On Tuesday, April, or on Tuesday, August 8th, at the Yokohama Budokan, that's when the Block C matches take place. Eddie Kingston, David Finley, Shingo against Evil, Tamatanga against Hanare, and Tomohiro Ishii against Mikey Nichols. That match, it doesn't matter what happens. It's definitely going to open the show because it plays no bearing on what is going to happen. Right now, David Finley and Evil, along with Eddie Kingston, lead the block with eight points apiece. Tamatanga and Shingo have seven. So they're the ones in play for this thing right now. I think David Finley, who was the never champion, is winning this block. I think he's going to beat Kingston with a, a bunch of House of Torture gaga that you always get. They can come back on a strong show in the States. You know, they can come back, uh, you know, or, or AEW for that matter if you wanted to or something like that. So Kingston can, you know, get his man back at some point against Finley. But I think Evil and Tonga advancing, you know, would be passe at this point with both of them. And that leaves Shingo Takagi. And yes, I'm biased because I really like Shingo Takagi, but... We'll see. Match order on this show is going to be very interesting. You know, Shingo beat Finley. He's lost to Kingston. Finley lost to Tonga in Kingston. Tonga beat Finley, but lost to Kingston and drew with Shingo. Getting into Dave Meltzer territory there. I'll back off that right there. Won't get into all those scenarios. Bottom line is, I think David Finley is going to end up winning this block. And I think Shingo is also going to come out of it as well, too. D-Block, Wednesday, August 9th, Tanahashi, Naito, Goto, Zack Sabre Jr., Jeff Cobb, Shane Haste, and Toro Yano against Alex Coughlin. Naito is out with a loss to Sabre and a Cobb victory. I don't think we're going to have a final without Naito because I think he's going to win the whole thing. So can't not put him in there. I think Naito's going to defeat Tanahashi in the main event of that night to advance. Cobb holds the tiebreaker over both Zack Sabre Jr. and Naito. And Sabre Jr. did beat Naito, so you could have some interesting things there. But I think Cobb's got to lose. You know, he's going to lose to Shane Haste here. Uh, and Zack Sabre Jr. is going to go on to beat Goto, and, and that's going to be that. So the way that my quarterfinals here are looking at this point when they start up on August 10th, Block A, number one, Sonata against Block C, number two, Shingo Takagi. Hey, Sonata facing off against his uh, old stablemate Shingo. Battle of a champion against a former IWGP champion. I think Okada will face off against Naito. Great match that you have there. Finley against El Phantasmo, because Finley would win block C and Phantasmo would finish second in block B. I think that's a, a perfect scenario that can make some sense going forward there. With those two continuing to, to snipe and go battling with each other here. And then Block D leaves Zack Sabre Jr. against Kento Kiyomiya. And I just don't think Kaito Kiyomiya is not going to make it into the round of eight. This may be as far as he goes, but I cannot see a reason why you bring him over from Noah, why they would let him do it if he doesn't advance. 
We need to advance into a commercial. We'll be back. Wrestling Observer Live. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Everyone watches more than five hours of television. Really? And that's not counting mobile viewing. Get Dish TV and make that time worth it. With Dish, you can get hundreds of channels, access to all kinds of sports, tons of movies, premium channels, and more. Another thing that's really cool with Dish is you can watch most of your favorite shows on your mobile device anywhere for a lot less than cable. Yes, that's right. We are asking you to watch more TV and not less TV, but make it better television with Dish this time, anytime, anywhere. So call right now and learn how easy it is to save on your television bill and get the most out of your TV viewing experience. Dial that number and I promise you we're here waiting for your call because we want to save you money and give you better television. We are Dish TV. 800-293-0328. That's 800-293-0328. If you're moving to another state, you're getting a fresh start in a brand new town. And when you choose a moving company to help get your valuable possessions to that new home of yours, you want somebody that's going to take care of your things like you would. That's why you need to call Colonial Van Lines. They're America's number one moving company for a reason. Because they'll take care of your things like they would their possessions. They'll use caution so nothing gets damaged. And they won't treat you like a number, they'll treat you like a friend. And when you call now on a qualified move across state lines, they'll give you a $250 discount. Move your things the right way. Call Colonial Van Lines now for a free quote. Call now to learn more about this special $250 long-distance move discount. 800-847-0225. 800-847-0225. That's 800-847-0225. Are you looking to sell your house? Call 1-800-SELL-FAST to request a free all-cash offer. We can buy your house in days, and you don't even have to clean or fix anything. There are no commissions or closing costs, no agents, no open houses, and no banks to deal with. Call 1-800-SELL-FAST or visit sellfast.com to request your cash offer. There's no obligation. Call 1-800-SELL-FAST. That's 1-800-735-5327. Or visit sellfast.com to get your free cash offer. SellFast is a home buyer referral service. Each office independently owned and operated. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Welcome back to the show, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi here with you. I just spoke a lot about Japanese wrestling. If you said, hey, I want to hear a little bit more of that, and I want you to be the one saying it, well, just join on up to F4WOnline.com slash WrestlingObserver.com. And then that way you can hear the Adam and Mike Big Audio Nightmare, the longest-running Japanese-based pro wrestling show anywhere in the world, available only for subscribers over at F4WOnline.com. Just go there, sign in, and then go to wherever you find your favorite podcast and download that. 
our 17th consecutive look at the G1 Climax Tournament. We did that a couple of shows ago. We've updated it since. Going to be doing a show here relatively soon. Uh, I'm not sure exactly when. We may end up waiting until everything is established for the quarterfinals, but we'll have to see about that. Just keep your eyes peeled to my Twitter, at SemperVivi, to Adam's Twitter, at Adam B-A-N, and then uh, F4WOnline.com as well. A couple people wondering in the chat here. I, I just looked over. I'm not very good at uh, doing multiple things at once here. But uh, no, no, I'm not going to be doing an NXT review. What are you, crazy? What's wrong with you? Come on. You think I'm going to do mandatory? You think that? Not Come on. Dude's going to tell me what to do? Brian Alvarez is going to tell me what to do? No. No, I've already had to do ad reads that he's told me to do that I'm not going to do. I'm damn sure not doing this NXT review. But I am doing a world-famous Dynamite review. Show opened with Chris Jericho and Konosuke Takeshita against Sammy Guevara and Daniel Garcia. Long story short, Don Callis hit Garcia with the baseball bat as Garcia had Jericho and a lion tamer. And Jericho looked confused and remorseful, sort of. But he still took the win and didn't lay into Callis. But, uh, yeah. Daniel Garcia, as much as I like his dancing, let's not, let's not go too far with this here with the dancing, okay? Can we, can we spread this out a little bit? I like the, the aggression in the dancing. If you're, if you're out there at a club anywhere near Daniel Garcia, you may want to look out a little bit. It's almost Saturday Night Live worthy with uh, Chris Kattan and, uh, and Will Ferrell out there. But, you know, the hips are swiveling and Daniel Garcia is going to have a good time. So there you go. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to a little bit more when it comes to the Jericho Appreciation Society in a moment. It was then time for Tony Khan to step in and he said it. Good. Much like the hug coming back with Roosh, two hugs at that. He brought it back. They threw it to Tony, and he said, Thanks, guys. Pop for that. Don't let the haters get you, Tony. Sure, they're going to make fun of you about that. They're going to make fun of you about everything. I just want to poke some fun, and I like that. I like the thanks, guys. And he used that uh, introduction to then roll out a short video. And I thought at first he's like, you know, oh, we got to thank all of the men and women here who have made this thing possible. I actually thought it was going to be like when Fox on Thanksgiving shows the NFL and then they run down a list of names and it's like, okay, you're going to see that. You know, a, a bunch of pictures of people in the back, like, you know, the woman who, the nice lady working PR, and, you know, maybe Will Washington doing something in a corner, and who, who was that nice seamstress lady? You know, we get, no, it was just basically a highlight video of everything which has taken place on the show. The first images you see are Cody Rhodes and Brandy. You see LAX, you see some folks who aren't there anymore, but I thought it was a really good video. We then go to break. When we come back from break, Renee Paquette has chased down Jericho, who has turned into, in the last couple of weeks, a lost, wet, and cold dog. I mean, that's what he kind of looks like with the hair coming down like a, like kind of an untrimmed golden retriever, just a long-haired golden retriever out there, and he's just stumbling around. He doesn't know what's going on. There's this, this, this guy he... He, he sort of likes who gave him a treat, but then he's got his his family over here, and he's he's just completely he, he's completely out of it. And then Renee starts to ask him what's going on, but before she could ask, 
Daddy Magic ran up on Jericho and told him there's a mandatory JAS meeting next week and Jericho will be there. And Jericho said nothing and he continued to look around and look dazed and confused. Maybe not the first time Chris Jericho has looked like that. Kidding. But what is weird about this is, I mean, look what he just did to his people. Do we really need to have a JAS meeting? Why don't all of you just beat his rear end? I almost said it. I didn't, though. See? Got to be good when it, uh, Brian's not here. No cursing. But why they just didn't beat him up, I don't know. Why? Because we have to have a segment with everybody in the ring, and Jake Hager has got to once again officially turn in his purple bucket hat, I guess. I don't know which direction that's going to go, but what I could see, what I could see is Jake Hager staying with Chris Jericho, and Chris Jericho staying with Don Callis and Konosuke Takeshita, and maybe they pluck off, probably not Daniel Garcia, but maybe they pluck off somebody else. You know, I think Sammy Guevara, it's time for him to be a good guy. I don't know what you do with Anna Jay, you know, frankly, you know, right now, maybe to me, I you separate her completely from the group, put her with Jungle Boy. I think he'll get more heat that way, you know, having her out there and then they could, you know, slime it up, you know, to an insane degree. You know, the the obnoxious kissing and things like that. I mean, to me, it would just benefit his heat if she was over there with him. But we'll see what happens with the Jericho Appreciation Society and the Bad News Brown inspired, <laughs> the Bad News Alan Coach inspired uh, Don Callis family. Speaking of Jack Perry, he came to the ring and called out Jerry Lynn. JL said he wouldn't go down there and kick Perry's rear end because that would be child abuse. And he said, well, you know, it wouldn't be cleared anyway. So he introduces ECW original Rob Van Dam. Perry bailed, but then tried to roll back in and hit RVD from behind with a chair. He whiffed, but avoided the Van Daminator and ran out through the crowd. To show how long it's been since ECW and the old people will know what I'm talking about, Almost no one was chanting along with Pantera during Walk, okay? At the end, when he was going back up the ramp, it sounded like they ISO'd uh, some people in the crowd that were, you know, doing the whole respect Walk thing, but most of them were chanting RVD. I don't think, do the kids know Pantera at this point 30 years later? I don't know. Hikaru Shida and Tony Storm had a video package to promote their match that was coming up later on in the, in the night. Then there was a three-way match, hardcore style, just to me, it was more of a cluster with all the plunder and whatnot. The live crowd loved it. They loved it more than me watching at home, for sure. Everybody had a turn in the thumbtacks and through the tables. Finish came when John Moxley hit the uh, paradigm shift on Penta. Led to Trent, who Trent, I tell you what, though, you know, no matter what you thought about the match, Trent was the guy who just took the biggest, most brutal beating during it to the point where I was figuring he was going to win. I was hoping for his sake he was going to win. He waylaid Moxley with a knee, ended up stealing the victory. Got a pop for Taz mentioning former Cincinnati Bengals linebacker Jim LeClaire out of nowhere. Maybe Taz saw him when he was playing with the New Jersey Generals in the USFL in the mid-'80s. I don't know. But after the match, the BB, B, 
Almost said it. The BCC then came down to the ring, but were cut off by Chuck Taylor and Orange Cassidy. Eventually, Cassidy hit the orange punch on Moxley, and then the best friends challenged the BCC to a parking lot brawl that would take place at Daly's Place. It's being taped today, which is why the news came out last week that Moxley was being pulled from tonight's Pro Wrestling Revolver Heat 'em Up show, which is taking place in Dayton. Not a bad replacement. You're getting Kanosuke Takeshita in Moxley's place. Now, they've also advertised Leo Rush as well. Again, with his shoulder situation, we'll see how that goes. It was then time for the MJF segment. He's got rejection-sensitive dysphoria because of ADHD. I get sick sometimes of the MJF backstory, but if they ever wanted to go out of the realm and actually like have a MJF like graphic novel or you do something on Max where all of a sudden he's now sucked into the DC universe or whatever it is that they owned, I mean, you know, you, you got enough backstory here to go with it. You really do. Uh, he says he's been bullied, he's been abused, he's been cheated on, he's been lied to, he's been battered, beaten up, a victim of anti-Semitism. He figured everyone was a terrible person, and to get anywhere in this cruel world, he would just have to be a scumbag. And being a scumbag is easy, but and to get people to boo him is easy, but to be open and vulnerable, well, you know, that was going to be tough. But he's not scared anymore, and it's because of every fan out there. You know, they taught him they really do care about Max. It's not just about MJF, and he said he won't change overnight, because he's still a scumbag, which then they chanted scumbag, but, you know, he wants to be your scumbag. That brought out Adam Cole, or he ended up bringing out Adam Cole. He wants to thank him. Cole says he appreciates what MJF is doing. He's amazing at such a young age in the wrestling business. Cole reminds him he's not alone in his struggles. He says he acted like a jerk, too, for years. He says it was because he didn't understand what being a man was. But now he does, and MJF. He's turning into what a man should be. MJF says he loves the oratory oral that was being performed on him by Cole, but he's got something for Adam. And he says he didn't really deserve a match for the world title. He deserved a match for the world title on the biggest possible stage. He grabbed a contract, opened it up. It is going to be at all in Adam Cole, MJF, for the AEW World Heavyweight Championship Cole says that he loves Max. Max says that he loves Cole. They embrace. Then they pose in opposite corners of the ring. And much like last week, we have a Roddy Strong blow-up. Much like last week, he's not really all that convincing doing these things. You know, the whole yelling and screaming last week. And now he's supposed to have a temper tantrum where he's kind of sort of throwing some things that they've left around him around. Eh, interesting part about this is Matt Taven and Mike Bennett, who were associated with Adam Cole way back in the day with the kingdom, they walk up and tell him, Adam Cole, he's always forgetting about his real friends. They kind of let that go from there. Six-man tag, the elite defeated Satnam Singh, Jeff Jarrett, and Jay Lethal. I was sports entertained. I mean, that's all you got to say about that. Bucks comedy with Satnam, the heels all doing the elite pose, Omega and Jarrett together. Lethal and Omega together, for that matter, for me. It was great. Omega teased the one-win angel at one point against Satnam, but uh, this is all leading to, and the the Elite obviously won, but this is all leading to uh, what looks to be Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal against the Hardy Boys, and 
I gotta be honest, in its own little bubble, as a rampaged type of match, as a collision type of match, you know, with some other stuff on those shows, I don't, I don't have any problem with that whatsoever. After the match, the Elite all cut a promo about resigning in AEW. A little later on, we got Aussie Open defeating El Hio de Vikingo and Commander to hold on to the ROH titles. And in the main event, Hikaru Shida won the AEW Women's Championship from Tony Storm. But the video promo from Swerve Strickland and AR Fox, where Fox asked if Darby Allen was so indebted to him, why hadn't he heard from Darby for five years? Swerve then plays a tape of Swerve and Fox going to the Buddy Wayne Academy, beats up Nick, beats up whoever Nick's training partner was. They smash a picture of Buddy and Nick together over Nick Wayne's head. Nick blades like and bleeds all over the place like he's Bobby Heenan in the 1970s. Swerve then leaves the picture on the part of the ring where Nick was when he found out his daddy died. Cold-blooded. Nick makes a crawl for his phone. Swerve grabs it. He makes him call Darby. He doesn't want to, but Fox picks up a shard of glass, and he's basically holding it to Nick's neck. Swerve then tells Darby, we're the ghost of your past, and this is just the beginning. I had one little itsy-bitsy problem with this. And that was, it was so violent, they should have done what they used to do back in the day and come up with a reason as to why Prince Nana, or somehow Prince Nana, like J.J. Dillon, was able to pay to get this thing onto the broadcast. It was crazy. Crazy. We'll be back, Wrestling Observer Live. Life insurance is one of those things that just about everybody needs, but few people actually have. Hey, if you die unexpectedly without life insurance, guess what? You'll leave your family with even a bigger mess. Life insurance will help replace your family's income. It'll help cover burial expenses. Life insurance can even help pay off debt like credit cards and medical bills. Life insurance can even pay for college. And if you own a business and you die, life insurance can help your business from collapsing. It can even help cover estate taxes. Life insurance has never been more affordable and needed. Plus, you can always shop around even if you have a plan and save some money. So call the Life Insurance Quote Line right now for free products. Pricing information. 800-915-9654-800-915-9654-800-915-9654. That's 800-915-9654. I don't even recognize myself anymore. I'm really worried about him. His addiction. I haven't seen him like this. Ever. Hey, look, I, I never wanted to start using. I, I knew the drill, but I was out of options. I just want to tell him it's not your fault. There are people out there who can help. People who have felt your pain. They know what you're going through. This has to stop. I, I'm losing everything. Everyone. You've been strong your whole life. You can do this, but you have to reach out for help. It's time. I can do this. Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-378-3508. 800-378-3508. That's 800-378-3508. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. President Biden recently released a massive $6 trillion budget, the largest budget in U.S. history. And guess who pays the bill? 
That's right, you, the American taxpayer. American citizens and business owners will be paying more taxes. That's a fact. And if you owe back taxes, they will be coming after you to collect payments. In fact, President Biden also hired thousands more IRS agents to go after you. If you got a letter from the IRS and you know you owe back taxes or you haven't filed in years, don't put your head in the sand. Call us today. We've saved our customers millions of tax dollars. One quick, free phone call will show you how we can reduce your past tax bill and save you thousands. Guaranteed, or you pay nothing. Call now. 800-949-0039. 800-949-0039. That's 800-949-0039. Paid for by the Tax Helpline. are listening to Wrestling Observer Live on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back on the show, Mike Sempervivi here with you, Wrestling Observer Live. I got to pick some nits. I do. I do. I don't know if I necessarily would have had that hardcore match. I know it's the show number 200, but when you have violence, when you have violence in the way that they had violence with that Swerve Strickland AR Fox visit, to Buddy Wayne's uh, academy and slaughtering Nick and leaving him laying in a pool of his own blood. And by the way, I remember people that had their, you know, uh, looking for the right term here. But boy, when he took some skewers from Atticus Kogar and GCW, oh, the, the horror and the humanity. Well, you know what? Get used to that. He's going to be a guy who gets picked on. He gets beat up a lot. He's an 18-year-old kid in the wrestling business, and he's on the way up. Yeah, he's a prodigy, but these are grown men like Swerve Strickland who have been around a long time. So, yeah, he's got to learn how to bleed. He's got to learn how to get his butt kicked. And, boy, he's going to be doing a lot of that in this feud. He already has already. I mean, crazy, crazy. I didn't like how they came back to and didn't really sell it. Tony Schiavone says, wow. And Excalibur just kind of rolls on. It's like A.R. Fox had a shard of glass at this man's throat. Look at the pool of blood he's in. I thought... There was more danger to be had there, and I thought there was a a way to do a gimmick where you didn't want to put this on your TV, but somehow, some way, Prince Nana wanted him to do it. The only comment I'm going to have about MJF is, when you find a better heel to replace him, go ahead and do that. If that's Samoa Joe or Adam Cole or any of that sort of stuff, but that's the bottom line. Talk to Brian. He says, "Well, anybody can do it. No, anybody can't do it. If MJF is your biggest baby face." You need some heels, too. Maybe that's going to be Adam Cole. I don't know. We'll have to see what happens. Got to see what happens tomorrow, too. Big Boss Man is back. I want to thank producer Dom behind the board. I want to thank uh, producer John, who's been doing the video. And I want to thank all of you out there for joining me. We shall talk to you again after a while.